Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan McCarsky, God is so great. He's amazing. How are you doing, brother? Well, Danny, like we talked earlier, it's uh, it's been a week, but like you said, God is faithful, and it's uh, he is he is who we lean on, my friend. Man, listen, uh, before we jump into Pergamus Church, uh, just three scriptures that I want to throw out there so people have. Jeremiah 10, 6 says, there is none like you, O Lord. Mm-hmm. You are great, and great is your name, and in might. Great is your name, and in might. So not only your name is great, but there's might, there's power in your name. First Chronicles 16, 25, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Mm. He also is to be feared above all gods. And we're going to talk about other gods today. We're going to talk about, <laughs> uh, you know, but great is the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. Psalms 96, 4, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. And I'm reading this for a reason. When God is elevated, when God is great, every idol, uh, idol of yourself, all idolatry, all compromise is broken when you greatly give God his due and put him first. When you put God first, when you see him as great, when you see him as greater than other things. And I think a a lot of times the enemy wants to come in and lie to us and make other things greater than God. Uh, deceptively, we don't even know that we enter into these compromising, right? But overcoming compromise, I can say this, you can overcome compromise if you start doing one thing, just start magnifying God, just start telling him how great he is. Just start telling him, God, you're amazing. I know I've had a rough week and and, and, and Ryan, you had a, a rough week, your family had a rough week, but in the week that's rough and in, in our journey, when we glorify God and make him great, everything else aligns itself because everything else is subject to him. What happens with the enemy, he wants to make the idol or the issue greater than God. And I don't know who we're talking to this morning, but I wanted to start off this morning by saying great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And he's to be, he, he is to be lifted up above every other God Every, every other thing that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, you pull down by what? By just getting in your car, getting in your room, uh, closing the door. And I know we say this every week, but I'm going to come, Ryan, Ryan, remind him again. Worship God. Praise him because he is an amazing God. No, amen, Danny. I think uh, as humans, we have the tendency when stuff is going not well uh, for us, we want to run away. I think that's kind of a human instinct, the fight or flight syndrome. And I think especially when there are difficult times, we need to draw near. You know, James James 4, 6 or James 4, 8 right there says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you, which means when we are struggling the most, we need to get closer. We need, we need to get closer. We need to draw inward. And that's when we really need the word of the Lord. And we, and we know that God is always speaking. We just have to get quiet enough to hear him. And especially in these difficult times, you know, your mind starts racing. You're, you're thinking about every different thing. And it's very hard to push those negative thoughts out. But if you could just get some clarity 
take some time, get away from all of it, get away from the mess and say, Lord, like, speak to me. I, I need, I need to hear you. He, kn he knows he can hear it in your voice. He can hear it. He can, he knows your thoughts and he will come. He will speak to you. He will give that word that you are needing that comfort that you're needing for sure. That's why I love the book of Psalms because David mm. shows you how much he goes through, but he always gives you the answer. The answer is him sitting down playing his harp and there's no one like you, Jesus. There's no one like you, father. You're an amazing God. There's no one like you can. There's no one like you, Jesus. There's no one. Even if you say Jesus, 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 that's a name above every other name. And we mm -hmm. know that every knee will bow and every knee has to bow. But just lifting up that name in your heart and, and in your fellowship and in whatever you're going, just saying the name of Jesus alone. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And if that's all you can say is Jesus, I exhort you, Jesus. I give you glory, even, even if the issue is overwhelming. And again, I don't know who we're speaking to prophetically. Just say the name of Jesus, you know? Just say the name of Jesus. You don't have to have music. You don't have to, you know, close down the lights. You know what I mean? You don't have to have that mo No, just Jesus. Lift up your hands. Jesus, Jesus, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. There's no one like you and exalt his name. Um, and I'm telling you, and he'll, that, that's like a beacon home, that's, you know, a beacon in the middle of the ocean. You know, you say Jesus and he's like, oh, my son is glorifying me. My son, is, I'm gonna go and have it that, you know, and he meets you right there. And it's nothing like, and you know this, it's nothing like when you're worshiping God and his presence just fills the room. And you, Danny, you brought up two amazing points. Number one is you don't have to have the perfect setup. You don't have to light all these candles or be in this special place <laughs> to experience them. I think that's one thing. Second key, which I think is really powerful, even if you don't know every scripture of the Bible, which none of us do, I think knowing sections that you can go to is extremely important. You, If you know that, oh man, I'm going through a really distressed time and you know, you know what? The Psalms. That's where it's at. And you know sections of like where to go to in the scripture. Even if you don't know the exact verse, it's like, if I know I'm going through a rough time, I'll open Psalms. There's 150 of them. And I'm just going to go and I'm going to read and then um, something's going to catch. You know, I think Bill Johnson said, read the Bible until God speaks to you and stops you. So like pick a Psalm that you're like, man, this speaks to me. You're reading, reading. And then the Lord stops you on a verse. And it's like, that's the verse. That's where he's trying to talk me out of. Talk I me love that. from. Read the Bible until God speaks to you. Because <laughs> it's always <laughs> it's word. It's so practical, right? <laughs> I just love that. Man, go, you're going to read uh, for us Revelations 2, yep. 12 to 17. I read the last one. You're going to read it. And then we're going to jump into where we left off in verse 14. Well, go ahead and read it. Sure. Uh, so Revelation 2, 12. And, the angel, and to the angel of the church of Pergamos write, these things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Thus, you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, 
which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will give. I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Wow. So if you let's start up this, if you still listen to this and you haven't listened to the first part of Pergamus, I would say go back to the week before this um, and I will I will go into that one. And that one is is entitled um, so that, you know, the divided heart. Um, This one is entitled overcoming compromise. You have to look at the divided heart before you can understand overcoming compromise. So we left off at Revelations 2, 14 to 15. But I have a few things against you. You have some. You have some now, uh, right here. The word is few, right? Now, uh, underline the word, but I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrines of Balaam. Now, a few is meaning it's not everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And when you when you look up this word in Greek, it's 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 what it is. It's some, right? But it's a it's a small group. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, what we got to understand, and we talked about this last week about the Pergamus church. The Pergamus church is a powerful church. It's a mighty church in God. God is looking at this place. God literally took this place and took these group of people and said, I want to put you in the worst place of the earth and I want you to shine for me. I mean, you got to be the elite of the elite. You know what I mean? To be in that place. Mm-hmm. Some of them have come in and, and, and there's a few folks that are coming in with these doctrines. And, and so it's, Understand that doctrine and doctrine really, that's the word that just means teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching about who God is and the teachings about God are important to God, right? We yep. know that last days, folks are going to give doctrines of what people want to hear. The word says uh, to Timothy that the itchy ears want to hear, right? And they're going to give doctrines mm-hmm. of Satan, right? So yep. you know, lies of teachings about who Jesus is, Jesus said him. And, and Matthew uh, 24, when he talked about the last days, he said, many will come and to be forced Christ, will come to teach things that are away from God's narrative and are away from the picture of Jesus. So here, the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak. So he kind of gives you the answer what it is, right? But yep. who Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. So this is prophet. So I, I want to know your, what you got out of Balaam and reading uh, about Balak. So now this, this story is found in Numbers 22 to chapter 25. So number chapter 22 to chapter 25. Uh, chapter 22, 1 to 13 uh, gives you kind of what's happening in the compromise of why Balaam, Balak went to go get Balaam, you know, and what was yep. happening. What did you get out of the story when you was reading it? Or if you want me to go ahead and I can just jump in as soon as you, uh, you, you want me to. No, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers 20 through to 22 through 25. Yeah. I read, I read through it. Um, and Balaam, Balaam was known as a non-Israelite, but he was, he was known as a prophet, which means he did hear from the Lord. He did. And, um, King Balak of, of Moab, I believe, he was concerned because the Israelites were quite powerful in that yes. time. 
Yes. And, and they were coming towards him, like his land. And he was, as a king, he was very much threatened. And he he went to Balaam, because, and Balaam, I believe, is revealed as as a wicked man, as a prophet. He hears from the Lord. But um, Balak's like, you know what? I'm going to have Balaam curse these Israelites because I don't want them to take me over. I I feel threatened. And Balaam said some very powerful things in, in those few chapters, but he did tell King Balak that I can't, I can't speak anything that God doesn't say to me. He goes, so I'm just letting you know. And King Balak went to him three times and Balaam said, look, I'm only going to say what God speaks to me. And <laughs> Balaam ends up blessing the Israelites three times because that's what the Lord told him to say. So let, let me back up there for a second. Yeah. Balak, Balaam tried to curse, right? So he tried yeah. to. So he yes. wanted to go say something bad about Israel. But yep. what happened, which I love, God took over his voice. Yep. <laughs> so yep. he went to go, and I love it because it's the first time. So if you go to number 22, 21, Balak, again, you're right. He's afraid of Israel. He hires Balaam, basically gives him money to prophesy against yep. Uh, against Israel, you know what I mean? And he's yep. like, go curse. And so he goes to go curse them. And he's like, and God's just speaking through. Now, the cool part about Balaam, and, and this is the only cool part in the sense where Balaam is, like, we really don't know if Balaam is good or bad. And we still yeah. don't know if Balaam is good or bad. Like there's right. some Jewish uh, people uh, believe that he's bad. And so when you look at some uh, Jewish history of it, they believe that he's, he's not, he's good. So we really yeah. don't know if he's good or bad because we really don't know if he, we just know that God used him. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he he knew the prophetic. He knew how to tap in to things that were spiritual in those days. So that's yep. what they got a hold of him. Um, and, and it was funny because when he asked him to, he couldn't. So yep. what was happening? So I'll let you finish the story because because in chapter 25, after three failed times, so, so, so imagine trying to speak against someone and like uh, your brethren and just start saying, hey, I think, you know, his house is messed up and all this or whatever. And God just, well, as soon as you go to say, you're thinking that, as soon as you go to say it, you go, blessed are you, son of God, because you're an amazing person and God loves you. That's exactly <laughs> what happened here, right? Yeah. Like he tried, like he went to, like, <laughs> I'm going to go, all right, I'm going to use my gift to curse Israel. And the moment he opened his mouth, it was like, I'm not gonna let you do it. And every yep. time he went back to Balaam, went back to Balak and told him, Balak was like, dude, I'm paying you money to do this. Like, you <laughs> yeah. are getting paid to curse somebody. Stop yep. playing around. And it was after the third time that he figured, I can't do this. So we're gonna have to come up with another plan. Now, this is where Balaam takes off the takes on the evil nature of himself, right? Yeah. Because in chapter 25, he gives him a new plan. He says, listen, I try to do this. I try to curse them, but yep. I can't curse them. We're going to have to get a new plan here. So yep. what was the new plan? Well, that's when, and that's really his biggest error at this time, which is to kind of entice to a certain extent with food sacrifice to idols. And you're talking sexual immorality, which is talked about in, in Revelation, which we're talking about here. He, he's like, well, I'm going to just put a stumbling block there because 
he knows he understands the human nature and the human nature is like sexual immorality was pretty rampant in those days and why don't we entice with that and 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 try to get that try to shift you that way and also like hey here's some delicious food all you got to do is with sacrifice idols but it's it's going to be great and that's where he was able to kind of it actually made them not go into the promised land really he was he was like he altered their their course or trajectory by bringing something in that's enticing to the human aspect I love that because it, he knew what John, first John says about the world. The world is system is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. And yep. he figures if I can't beat him, I'm going to join him, which is what's happening in Revelation to the church of Pergamos, yep. right? They yep. are in the midst of hell. And, and these people are, remember, they're sacrificing. They got healing places where people yep. are being healed. And here comes the church and go, Oh, you don't need to go through all that to get healed. You don't need to go sleep with snakes to go get healed. Come over yep. here. In Jesus' name, be healed. And they were getting healed. They were getting delivered. Yep. They were getting set free. Now they're like, oh, we got to stop this. And they try to do exactly what Balak tried to do. Let's curse them. Let's. And they knew I can't overcome them. I can't overcome them. And what the enemy yep. has done in the 21st century, and he's still doing, if he can't beat you, he'll <laughs> join you. You know what mm. I mean? And, he has come. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I hope I, ho I hope you guys forgive me because some of you're gonna get mad. He has come and to join our services. You know what I mean? We're trying to cast him out, but what we've done is we come and he's joining our services and he's coming in and seeping with what with lies, with compromise. And so Balaam, what Balaam did is he used compromise to get the church to weaken itself, just like the enemy is doing today, just like what was happening in Pergamus. He just compromised. I, I, I put this for uh, number 25, one through four. While Israel <laughs> lived in Shedem, the people begin to whore with the daughters of Moab, right? That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Get the daughters, get, get your women, right? Remember, he told, yep. he told Bela, get your women. You know what I mean? Because I know one thing, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is real, right? These yep. invited the people to sacrifice of their gods, and, and the people ate and, and bowed down to their gods. So Israel yoked himself to Baal, Right. Mm. And then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, take all the chiefs of the people and hang them in the sun. Man, God got to the place like, oh, y'all playing around? You mm. know what I mean? I'm going to kill all of y'all. You know what I mean? Give me all the leaders. I'm going to get rid of all of them. Why? Because they started compromise and compromise kept in. And so it, you can pick up any newspaper now. You can pick up any. You can. We don't even use newspaper. Go look online. Even as of last week, and you and I share these uh articles from time to time yeah. there's so much compromise in the leadership of the church right and people mm -hmm. are just allowing so i'm talking about today today modern day today today the church has allowed satan to come and sit down in our churches and we're allowing compromise so you have leaders that don't have intimate relationship with god and they end up compromising you know what i mean their relationship with the lord and and they're allowing satan in because satan knows i can't beat him so I'm going to join them and I'm going to join them through compromise and I'm going to let lust, I'm going to let the lust of the flesh and pride of life and I'm going to feed into that lust, into that 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 lust of the flesh, that, that, that lust that wants more and more and more the things that they can't have. And we see folks like another, another you know, I don't, I, I hate mentioning the other place, but we saw another pastor for this last week 
from another prom the same prominent place where another pastor fell last year. You know what I mean? And it's like these pastors are falling. Why? Just because the enemy understands he's been doing this for a long time. He's not new at this. We see that this happen with with uh, with Balaam bringing compromise into the church, and we're seeing this happen in in, in Pergamus where compromise was coming in, and so. Understand that that's what the enemy is doing, right? Un be aware as a child of the king, be aware that the enemy, I love the scripture in, in the New Testament where it said that Satan came and he found nothing in Jesus. He came to sift Jesus. He came to see, how can I take over Jesus? But he found nothing in him. There was nothing inside of him to go into the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye. He had died to himself to the place where Satan cannot find nothing in him. That's what's got to happen with us. We have to continue to get into the face of God because Satan is going to come to compromise. Satan is going to come to say, hey, it's okay to mix. It's okay to do this. It's okay to, it's, we have to say, no, sin is sin. We don't want sin. We want to go after God. Now we know we sin before. That message of sonship, that, that message of love is there, but that can overtake also the message of saying, we got to stay clean from the things of the world. No, Danny, you bring up an interesting point because I think in the day we live in, <clears throat> some some pastors have have risen to a celebrity type level, and there's there's a massive church that, I, and I'm not going to mention even where it's located, but is is under incredible scrutiny because some of it it's quote celebrity. Well, one major celebrity pastor, probably six months ago, they realized for years. There was something very immoral going on in this individual's life. And because of that, then there's more that stemmed out of it. And that church is next to the next to the Catholic church. That church overall is probably the wealthiest church on the planet. And when you're starting to look towards a celebrity pastor or a pastor, a leader as like, well, that's the reason I show up to church. Imagine those young people under that pastor, because there's a lot of young people attending that church that now are going to say, well, what do I even believe in? Why am I even going to church? And that's when we have like this max mass exodus of people in the faith. I think they say millennials. I don't even know. There's a, such a small percent that actually have a faith that, that are maybe 20, 30%. And I'm not even saying attend like being Christian. I'm saying, have a faith that they like are in it's more about like well you know i'm in self-development which there's a lot on self-development now you know you need to seek this and that and become the best version of you which is essentially become your own god <laughs> which i'm not against self-development i actually think the lord wants you to become the best version of yourself by being empowered by the holy spirit so i'm not i'm not saying i'm against self-development because that would be wrong but what I am saying is when self-development makes you feel like you can become your own God and there's no like you have no faith in anything, then that's when it gets a bit dangerous. And I think that's how the church is being broken right now by these celebrity pastors being exposed and then the congregation looking at each other and saying, but I had all my faith in this person and they fell. So like, why am I even believing in this anymore? And you see massive people leaving right now it's it's a scary it's a scary thing it is and and that's what religion does so that same church that you're talking about this an, another pastor six months later from the same place just fell like last week you know what i mean Wild. because he was not he was not going after god right and so again 
the enemy understands. And so right now, I believe that God is deconstructing, and, I, and I, I'll use that word, right, and deprogramming us from religion, because a lot of times it's, it's religion. We have idols in the church, and idols have become our worship. Oh, yep. don't, don't get mad. Listen, a <laughs> worship, listen, worship is used to get intimate with God. Don't use worship as a place to get famous, right? So worship has become an idol. Our preaching has become an idols, and we, we put in our, our eyes on men instead of a God. And that's what God is, oh, God is really saying no. You know, remember, First Corinthians tells us that he shared his glory with no one, right? Mm -hmm. First Corinthians chapter one says, he'll take the foolish thing to confound the wise. So then what? So that God get the praise and God gives it. Your salvation is not because someone preached a nice message. Your salvation is because the Holy Spirit encountered your heart to surrender to God, right? They were pierced on their heart in Acts chapter two, not because they just heard Peter, but because the Holy Spirit came on their hearts and showed them I'm sinful and I need the grace of Jesus and I need the blood of Christ to capture my heart, right? And I surrendered to that. And so understand that the enemy's coming with compromise, just like he did with Pergamos, he's doing today. I think this is one of the most dangerous uh, places that we at right now, just where Pergamos was at, where compromise is coming in and we have to call it out compromise and we have to call out sin, but we're not calling out sin, understanding that sin is not the major issue, it's our misidentification as children, right? But we still have to deal with the sin issue and still mm -hmm. have to say, listen, I gotta be in covenant relationship so that I can expose my heart so I don't get into compromise. So I need true relationship. God does everything through relationship. He wants you to have a relationship with him because the Holy Spirit, if you have the true Holy Spirit, he's gonna deal with those intentions of your heart. He's gonna mm -hmm. deal with those things that, that the enemy wants to come to bring compromise. Now I wanna hit on the Nic Nicolaitans because yeah. about the Nic Nicolaitans. He says, um, sexual marriage, so you also have, uh, some of you also hold on to the teachings of the Nicolaitans. I want to hit that. Thus, you also have those who hold on in verse 15, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans were a lot like, and I, I, I don't want to stay there long because we got to move into the, the rest of the thing. They were yeah. a lot like what, what happened to what Balaam, the teachings of Balaam to, to, to the children of Israel, right? So the word Nicolation means the destruction of people. It comes from the word Nicholas, victor of the people, and, and, and Asians to conquer or subdue the people, meaning let's get, let's get people to conquer the people's heart. According to the early church fathers, they were okay, the Nicolaitans, with serving God and idols and making people believe that it's okay to serve idols and God. It was the compromise. It was the doctrine of compromise. And I want to read something to you about the doctrine of God. So the Nicolaitans were a lot like what was happening with the children of Israel. They brought in a message of compromise. They were like, you can serve God and idols. Now, before I go into, to, I want to read what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I want to read that. But before I read that, do you have anything else to say about the Nicolaitans, Ryan? Uh, what I came to understand about them is they were actually um, Gnostics as well. Uh, when I when I did some research, so Gnosticism or or Gnostic means to know. So they had a high value on knowledge. Knowledge, yeah, yeah. And and they believed in dualism, which means they believed in more than one God. And um, they also believed that Jesus was just someone that reached enlightenment. They didn't actually consider Jesus like our savior. 
they they so that was kind of just my my little piece on that that I read a little bit that they were they were a sect of of being Gnostic. So and they were adding those those different thought patterns into these people and are like it's okay to think this way. It's yep. okay to and so that's that that again that's the compromise that comes in and that's the compromise we're hearing today right oh it's okay to just divorce anybody just to divorce them like we don't want to talk about those things but those things are in the word right we have to oh it's okay for me to leave this i'm a preacher i'm gonna leave this this woman for another woman because i i just don't like her right you know um yep. and and we have to stop letting these deceptive compromising things right um, and, and that's where the greasy grace message comes in and right and and these uh, compromising thoughts not understanding that God has standards right and that yep. God is trying to bring you in, into maturity to live a life that Jesus lived right a life yep. that is not allowing sin to dominate your your world like Romans 8 says but that the spirit is dominating you not sin right and so we got to deal with these compromise because they come in but listen to what second Timothy yep. chapter 3 says uh verse 1 but know this that in the last days perilous times will come now we've been living in the last days for 2000 years he says but 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 I see this now more than ever for men will be lovers of themselves are we living in that time <laughs> Ryan yes men will be lovers Lover of, of them selfies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, of themselves, right? Right. Put yourself out there for your love. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, huh? Unthankful, oh. unholy, unloving, unforgiving. Uh, we can't find forgiveness in this country for one another. We, we're so polarized because the enemy is bringing us to 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 what to, to he's bringing sides. He wants you to choose a side. He's he's bringing division in. But he says there will be unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self control, without self control, brutal, uh, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We are living in this time right now. He says having a form of godliness but denying his power and fun such people turn away. He says, turn away from those who are compromising. Turn away from those who say they know God, but in their, in their head, they're all about selfies. They're all about themselves. They're all about, you know, they don't want no rules. They don't want nobody to tell them what to do. They don't want the word to tell them. They don't want Jesus to be Lord. He's mm -hmm. not only a savior, but he's Lord. Lord meaning he owns you, right? Yep. For, and I can stop and we can just teach five hours on that, but I'm going to keep on. Yeah. I want to be there. Because he gives the answer to this. For of, the, of this sort are those who creep into the household and make captives of gullible women uh, loaded down with sin, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Meaning they're going to come to compromise and they're going to look at vulnerable women that have kids, that don't have husbands, and they're going to come to compromise their lives. Why? Because they're full of lust. What we talked about earlier, the word is lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. He said, now, as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning their faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, and theirs also was. So meaning, they're going to tell on themselves, right? Like, when you read what happened to this, this young preacher this week, it, it was... The, the, the word says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom for a reason. It's unwise to understand that you just had six months ago, 
your past and fall. Now you take over and you do the same thing that your past has done and didn't think it was going to come out, right? That means your, your mind is, you're not even understanding what, like, that's a foolish thing to do. Like, yeah. but your mind is, is so reprobate that you don't even know that you're doing stupid things, right? Mm. Uh, but look at verse 10. But you have carefully followed my doctrine man, the, in the manner of life. Meaning, remember, teaching is so important. The teaching of the word of God. Make sure that whoever you're listening to is teaching the word of God and is teaching against compromised living, right? He says, so Paul's like, you, you understand the way I'm asking you. Purpose of, he says, long-suffering, love, and perseverance. I've taught these things to you. I've taught the way of living life, the purpose, the faith, and on long-suffering, love, and perseverance. Persecution, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, right? And in Lystia, what persecution I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, verse 12, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecutions. Verse 13, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But verse 14, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and being assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood, you have known that the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is Jesus Christ. All Scripture is given to me by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for the teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete through thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, that's a, that's a mouthful that... Mm -hmm. that Paul's teaching us here. But what Paul's saying is make sure that the word of God is in, inside of you. So that what? So that you don't live a compromising life. Why? Because there's going to be compromising people coming in, leaders. They're going to come in to have different agendas of their heart. But if you stay true to the word of God and true to the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, he's going to lead you into truth and he's going to call these men for what they are. Amen, Danny. And it's definitely makes you be cautious of who you put yourself under and really just it's it's okay to look at the word and say is this is this leader representing the lord is this leader have a, a relationship with the lord that you can you can tell you can feel like you can feel when the holy spirit is in someone and on someone for sure and i think that's very important when you're when you're looking at that and then also you need to be led by the lord truly you have to have the holy spirit you have to hear from the holy spirit and that's crucial in terms of discernment. Yeah, yeah. And, and so what's the key to this? Once you start getting into compromise, once compromise seep, seep in, look at Revelation 2.16, therefore repent. Repent is not mm -hmm. to cry. Repent is not, no, change the way you think. Change the way you think on this. Meaning, hey, this person is compromising, change the way you think on him. I don't think I'm favoring him anymore. I gotta move, I gotta keep on going, right? Uh, yep. First Peter 4, 4 uh, 17 says, but it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And remember, when God talks about judgment, he's not judging us as children. He's judging what, what's keeping us away from him. So he mm -hmm. will judge the sin. He judges sin. And he's like, listen, yep. don't let this sin in because the sin keeps you away from me. But it has to start in the household of God. It's not going to start anywhere else. So we have to do some, um, some self-examination, -ex right? We have, mm -hmm. we have to, to, to look it within us before we look out in the world. God is asking the church, get rid of your compromise so that you can show Jesus, so you can re-represent. There has to be a representation 
a re-representation of Jesus right now because a lot of folks have seen compromise. We, we talked about it in the last year, people that they have faith in. So what, is, what are we to do with it? We have to show them what real Jesus looks like, right? We have to re-represent -re God. We have to do some um, introspection within the church, right? I can't leave it for someone else. We have to look at ourselves and we have to change the way we think and move towards God. And that's what he's asking here in Revelation 2.16. Now, Revelation 2.17 says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one uh, who receives it. Now, again, I'm, I'm throwing through this so you can stop me, Ryan, anytime you want, right? No, so, keep, go keep going. So listen to what John 6, 31, 35, so we can understand the hidden manna, right? John 6, 31 to 35 says, our father ate the manna in the wilderness and it is written, he gave them bread for heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives true you uh, the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They say to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. You know what I mean? <laughs> And whoever comes to me shall not hunger, whoever believes in me. So we know the bread, the manna is him. But what is he giving of him? Now, Luke 18 tells us this, Luke 18, 31. Uh, and taking the 12, he said to them, see, we are going up to Jerusalem, uh, Luke 18, 31 to 34. And he says, and everything that is written about the son of man by the prophets will be accomplished but he will deliver over to the Gentiles and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit on. And after flogging him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise up. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them that they did not grasp what you said. So there are some things that Jesus has told us in scripture that we haven't gotten the full meaning of. He's saying the folks here that overcome compromise, God is going to give them not only a greater revelation of Jesus, but some things that have been hidden with what Jesus is saying. There's some things that you got to find. And I love this about the gospel, that Jesus constantly was telling his disciples, hey, I'm letting you understand that, but they're not going to understand that. But even some things you're not going to understand because they're hidden for others to understand. Once you continue not to get into compromise and get closer to Jesus, the reward of getting closer to Jesus, he gives you a greater revelation of who he is. No, Danny, that's so powerful. There's so many, I think there's so many things that are, are hidden just because we're, we're not, we're not yet ready to handle it. And I think Jesus will unveil it little by little as we grow closer to him. And the hope is that when we're 80, 80, 90 years old, and we've been following the Lord and walking with the Lord for 50 plus years, over that time, we'll realize that more and more is kind of being unveiled to us as the Lord feels as though we're prepared to handle it. And that's that hidden, that's that hidden manna that he ultimately wants to unlock for you. But you have to kind of show that, hey, you're, you're growing closer and, and you're ready to comprehend some things that are probably very powerful that if you're a baby Christian and you're just in it and you're learning um, that maybe you're not ready yet. And I think we're very, it's very easy in society to say, I want it all right now. 
no one loves the journey. Come on. No one loves on. the journey. You gotta I embrace think we, that journey. I think we have to love this journey because the Lord is guiding us very slowly day by day as we're growing and, and learning from him and, and learning who he is. I love that, man, because you got to embrace the journey. And he says something else. Not only I'm going to give you that hidden part of me, but but he says the white stone, right? He yep. says, uh, we get him man, and I would give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone. Now we know uh, the white here, uh, man, it's, we can go into it's the word lekos, which is the garments of the angels, which is it's an excellent, it's a shining white, it's a white that it, it's, 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 it's the white that was shown in Matthew 17 too, in the transfiguration before, uh, you know, is that, that's that pureness. He said, I'm going to get up in it. But the stone represents like in ancient courts of uh, justice that um, it was this in the ancient courts of justice, the accused was condemned by a black pebbles or acquitted by a white stone. What he's saying here, you you acquitted, you're not part of the compromise. So what he's what he's separating is those that were compromised and those that were weren't. And he's saying, by this, I'm gonna give you, uh, by the stone that I give you, which is white, I'm showing you that you didn't go into the compromise, that you fell out of compromise, right? That you was one on the other side. And then he says, I'm gonna give you a new name, right? And, and, and that word name, kanoas in, in Greek means, uh, made fresh, uh, uh, unused, right? It's Matthew 9, 17, where it says, uh, neither is a new wine put into old wineskin, but it is the skin bursts and the wine is spilled, right? Uh, but the new wine is put into fresh wineskin. So both are preserved, right? So this is what he's meaning. I'm, I'm going to make something new out of you and you're going to bear something new of my, my name and, and what I am. And so here, what he's giving is reward to those who say no to compromise. You're going to get a new name. I'm going to, I'm going to speak to you things that haven't been spoke to, but I'm also going to show the world you chose not to compromise. I'm going to highlight that of you that you chose to say no to the teachings and the doctrines that would lead you into ways that will compromise me from you. And you stood strong. And so as we move it into this, what, what we're saying with, with the Pergamus church is that though you have a few that try to bring him false doctrine and false compromise, the majority of them said, no, we don't want this. We want God. We don't want to let idols in. We don't want to worship other, no one else but God. And because of it, God showed them the separation of who they were and blessed them with the identity of saying, you are the ones that I'm going to show the world that did not compromise. That's powerful. Amen, Danny. And just to kind of, kind of concluded i think hebrews 12 2 says it greatly that you got to run run that race of faith and don't look to the left or the right and i think these people are being encouraged don't look to the left or the right but look unto jesus the author and finisher of your faith Come and on. truly keep your eyes upon him push off the distractions and he is the one that that we serve he is the one that we care about his voice is what we want to hear and his opinion of how life works. We want to know and all the other opinions out there and the wisdom teachers and the gurus, we have to push that off because that, that is something that's very easy to find being in a social media YouTube generation, but we need to go back to the words that were breathed by the Lord that were written. That's what I got. <laughs> Mama, what Paul told Timothy, how we ended that, right? 
that the word of God is for reproof, for teaching. The word is yep. everything. And that's why it's important. That's why we do these podcasts, because we yep. want to encourage you to get into the depths of the word. Don't let someone else give you what you need to get from the word of God. Get yep. into the word of God. Read the word of God for yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit. Get into a community of people, right? That and, 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 and people that, and when I mean a community, I don't mean a church that you clock in. I'm talking about family, relationship. Get the people that you can call family in Christ that you can mm -hmm. wrestle through some things, even if you don't understand them. Because what the enemy wants to do is bring the teachings and doctrines of compromise. This whole thing is about what? There's going to be teachings. There's going to be people teaching things that are not scriptural, right? And yep. so sometimes we need other brethren. What you and I do, Ryan, we talk through things so that we can go, am I off here or am I not off? And we can help each other through the Holy Spirit say, yep. no, no, don't, don't go with that. That's, that's not what the word is saying. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't let compromise in. And so we're going to leave you with this, man. Go, what Ryan said, go after God with all your heart. Go after the scriptures. Spend time in the presence of the Lord and allow God to let his word be manifested and grow in your heart. Amen. Yep. All right. For sure. We'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. For sure. Blessings. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.